Welcome to Zen Bites, where we blend ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering mindful entrepreneurs to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. Welcome. Today we'll be discussing ransomware. And you might ask, what does ransomware have to do with Zen Bites? Well, in a nutshell, everything. It's so commonplace now in the workplace, in the business landscape, that we can't ignore ransomware, any, any forms of malware. You know, security is, it's altering the business landscape, basically. Um, so it's a housekeeping issue. It's a common risk now. So we just have to, you know, stare it in the eyes. And... If you're spending the time and money to acquire loyal customers, doesn't it only make sense that you invest in retaining those customers? Protecting your business from malware is, is well, that's one such investment. Your, your reputation is the first impression for prospective customers. It's also a way to earn the trust of your current customers. I mean, let's take the Colonial Pipeline incident, for example. The Colonial Pipeline attack should not have happened, in my opinion. I won't say it shouldn't have um, been attempted because, well, hackers are going to hack or at least attempt, right? But the colonial pipeline attempt should not have been any should not have gone any further than that an attempt. And according to Bloomberg, the vulnerable point was an admin's obsolete account with access privileges still in place and no multi-factor authentication in place. And it's likely that the credentials were found on Darknet. Now, these are basic precautions. That should be a no-brainer, right? Multi-factor authentication, you know. I mean, that's when you try to log into your account and it, and it sends a code to your cell phone. And it wants you to input that code from your cell phone to establish that you are the um, owner of that account. Right? Multi-factor. Multiple locations. Multi-factor. Multi okay. Multiple ways of basically identifying you that's basic extremely basic it's annoying yes but we get used to it over time but i mean it's a basic precaution <laughs> we would think and i'm afraid to know how pervasive this lackadaisical attitude is towards security i mean it's been a suspicion in the tech community that Government entities may not may be behind the eight ball when it comes to advanced security measures, but overlooking basic parameters, that's something that most people would never imagined. At least I wouldn't have. And when it comes to infrastructure for the public, like the Colonial Pipeline incident, one would think that security would be held to a much higher standard. So my hope is that 
other entities are making a massive move to shore up their security measures in light of the impact of this breach. And hackers, well, they're working in handsome revenue from, the, from ransomware. I mean, so much so they've carved out a product, ransomware as a service. <laughs> and much like any SaaS product, software as a service, ransomware as a service is a subscription-based model. It enables affiliates to use ransomware tools that have already been developed to execute ransomware attacks. So they make it easy for these guys and girls. Now the average price ranges from like $40 a month to several thousand dollars. But given that the average payout is 234,000, it can be an attractive investment, right? They actually, like any other SaaS product, they have revenue models. There are four ransomware as a service revenue models. First one is the monthly subscription or the flat rate. Second, they have affiliate programs, which is the same as the monthly fee model, but with a percentage of profits going to the ransomware as a service operator, the one who's offering the service. And this is typically 20 to 30% of, the, of their profits. So they get their cut. And the third is a one-time license fee with no profit sharing. And then you have a fourth model of pure profit sharing. So, you know, ransomware is a big business. It is not a big business. It's big business. Now, the total ransomware revenues in 2020 were approximately $20 billion dollars. And the number of global organizations that have been impacted by ransomware has been has doubled since 2020. So the year is not even over, and it's already doubled. I mean, in 2019, Cybersecurity Ventures reported in its official annual cybercrime report that the total damages caused by malware, including downtime costs, recovery time, and lost revenue are expected to reach over $6 trillion in 2021. That's this year, $6 trillion. And the first half of 2021 has already seen a 102% increase in cybercrime compared to just last year. This is just the first half of 2021, the first half of this current year. Wow. Now let's talk about ransomware as a service attack prevention, some prevention tips. I have a list here of, a, of, a, of some prevention tips, compliments of CrowdStrike. The first one is implement reliable and modern endpoint protection that can work on advanced algorithms and work automatically in the background around the clock, okay? The second one is perform regular and frequent backups. If a backup is only performed every weekend, a ransomware attack could cost an entire week of work product. 
Think about that. And that's, again, that's a basic, <laughs> very basic. The third is make multiple backups and store them in separate devices. Store them on separate devices in different locations. Hello. Makes sense, right? <laughs> you want to segregate them. You want them on different types of, uh, of devices, different devices, and in different locations. Hello, because if there's a fire in that location, then we can look at the, the European um, service provider, I won't say any names, who um, was, you know, offering a recovery service for other businesses, and their facility went up in smoke so that all the data i mean hello um these are I'm, I'm just appalled by it all i really am i mean these are basics extreme basics and if you're in the business oh my i mean really and it's your job it's your fiduciary duty to make every effort to protect those clients' files. That's why they pay you. Why would you have them in one location? The whole point of disaster recovery <laughs> is to be able to recover. <laughs> um, you know, separate locations, please. I mean, if one location goes down, you got the backup to the back. You know, I mean, it's, it's logic. And it's not that difficult to understand. Right? Have a backup plan. The next tip is to test those backups regularly to ensure that they can be retrieved. This is sometimes overlooked, believe it or not. People are like, okay, we've got a backups in place. <laughs> we can carry on. Until the day we need it and nothing goes according to plan because they weren't tested. So you wouldn't know that, right? You have to test. Testing is extremely important, okay? Just because you have a great strategy and you've implemented everything in your strategy does not mean there's a glitch somewhere. There's a little hiccup. And you need to go through the steps as if really go through it you know a dry run go through it so that when the time comes you've done it and this all looks familiar and it's everything's moving in place you're like okay 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 this seems right you know and you know what the outcome is going to be you have that confidence a strategy alone is not a plan until it's tested The next tip is maintain a rigorous patch program to protect from known and unknown vulnerabilities. Okay. I mean, Microsoft has one right now that if you're running Windows, you need to be patching or updating um, the system. These are things they send out when they discover um, vulnerabilities. Um, 
and then you just upload them and let them run. The next tip is segment the network to hinder proliferation across the environment. That kind of goes back to our different locations. So you want to segment your network as well. You have your IT department or your network administrator, engineer. Um, let's hope that this is what they're doing. Um, and, if, and if you're not sure, ask. Please do. Please ask and request. Your next tip is implement advanced anti-phishing protection. <laughs> I mean, phishing is so prevalent, it's not even funny. <laughs> I mean, every time you open up your email or anything, you know, you, you've got a fish. I, maybe once a day, twice a day, three times a week, you know, whatever the case may be, it's rampant. <laughs> yeah, because people fall for it. And they've, they've gotten really, really sophisticated now to where it's kind of hard. You know, you really have to almost be in the field to kind of detect some of these things as fishes, as fishing campaigns. So yeah, definitely have some um, advanced anti-fishing protection in place. And the last tip is invest in user training and build a culture of security. That is probably the best tip of all these. Because the weakest link is usually, you know, the users, human beings, you know. Um, and if we can train them to think uh, defensively, to look out for certain things, to question certain things, don't just click, question it. Oh yeah, it's from my friend Judy. Yeah, but well, is it's a there's a link in the email. Is it really Judy? I mean, someone could have been really just watching your emails, you know, uh, and and they can do this and um, know that you receive certain types of emails from Judy from time to time, and they've gone out and they've um, created this email that kind of looks similar in the same vein. So you would think, you know, but look at the email address, hover over it. What is it really? Is that really her email? Is there like one little typo or something, you know? It's the little things you need to look for, you need to be searching for. And it's sad that we're a point in society where everyone needs to be team IT. <laughs> I mean, you know, who wants to be in IT, right? So... <laughs> But that's where we are. And because of that, we've got to invest in training our users, our employees, to be vigilant. You know, and if they have questions, send it over to IT. Ask IT. Don't be afraid. We don't bite. Well, okay, well, we, we don't normally bite. Okay? Please, creating a culture of security has to be ingrained in the whole culture. The whole organization needs to be on board. It really does. You know, malware, particularly ransomware, will probably be around for the foreseeable future. So please, please be diligent and do take the prospect of becoming a target seriously. It can happen. 
And I want to thank you for joining me. And I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Until then, stay focused and secure. Thanks for listening to Zen Bites, where we just blended ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering you to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. 